Hop in and roll with the OG. You are listening to Building Educators with Wood, and I am your host, Rashada Wood, teaching OG. Hey, teacher friends, thank you so much for tuning in to this very special episode of Building Educators with Wood. Again, I am your host, Rashada Wood. I am an 18-year teaching OG. If this is your very first time listening in, or if you have been listening for a while, and if you've been rocking with the OG for a while, I want to welcome you. This is going to be a very special episode. It's going to be one where I'm just going to freestyle. It's going to be kind of a mini episode. So we We aren't going to do the things that we normally do during a regular episode. And I just want to talk. I just want to pull up a chair and I just want to talk about the elephant in the room. And I want to address teacher anxiety. This has been on my heart. This is something that I am seeing more and more. And I think it's time that we talk about it. And I'm not talking about just the normal there's a little concern that I have or the normal, I'm a little worried about something. I'm talking about the crushing anxiety that leads to anguish that teachers these days are feeling more and more. And it is just compounding. Nobody is talking about it. Our demands are always going up while our pay is being cut. Our time is being cut. The resources that we have to work with are being cut, but so much more is demanded of us. And there are so many unspoken things in education. So one of the first things that I think causes so much of this anxiety are these unspoken, unreal norms and these unreal expectations. Like nobody wrote this anywhere, nobody said this to us, but it is expected as a teacher that you get there early and you stay late. It is expected that we put our jobs first before anything and everything at all times. It is implied that you teach what you're told exactly like you're told or you are in danger of low ratings on observations or many teachers feel like their jobs are at stake here. And when you mix the anxiety from the unspoken norms and the unreal expectations with the shame, oh, you really get some anxiety here because you're a teacher and this is what's expected of you. And you need to do it with a smile because this is what you signed up for, right? This is what you signed up for. But the problem is the this keeps changing. And to the, today's this is going to be a different this tomorrow. This school year's this is going to be totally different next year. More and more is being asked of us from a system. I'm talking about education as a whole. From a system that is refusing to change and refusing to admit that there are so many places where it is broken. I'm talking about anxiety, y'all, anxiety. Now, let's talk about if you are a teacher of color. You are having so much anxiety because you are trying to advocate and belong in a system that was never built for you in the first place or kids who look like you. And I know that's hard to hear, that's tough, but that is the truth. You're trying to affect change despite racist systems and policies and laws that are so deeply embedded in America's schools. And you're trying to do that with coworkers who may not understand you and don't understand and won't understand an administration who won't see. 
There is this constant striving to dismantle these systems, but there's also a constant wondering if you are actually making a difference. As a teacher of color, you are expected to teach. You got to be a role model. You got to be a watchman to make sure that all of the kids of color in that building are being treated fairly. There is so much responsibility that is nowhere on your contract. Anxiety, y'all. Anxiety. And you know what else is adding anxiety onto teachers right now? Corona, because we are in a constant state of having to prove that we love this profession by being happy all the time about more duties and accepting the pay cuts. It's like last week when we talked about the toxic positivity and how you just have to always look on the bright side and you have to always be happy and you need to push down any negative feelings because you're a teacher. But it feels like, y'all, we are the only ones who are being held accountable here. We are being checked on. We are still getting observations. We are being trained. But parents are talking crazy. I cannot tell you how many instances and how many reports I have seen online and just talking to other teachers about parents who are just who have absolutely lost their minds and are talking to teachers like we are not human beings. We've got students who know that they can't fail and somebody told them that they can do nothing and they can still get passed to the next grade. There's not enough time during this time where we're teaching during Corona to catch our breaths. We are trying our best to master whatever model somebody else decided that we had to do for the school year, whether it is online, a hybrid or in person. And then when we come to school, whether you are logging in or whether you're coming in the building, we are literally going bell to bell with no breaks, no breath. And then when we're done, guess what we got to do? We have to gather up the crumbs of whatever is left because now we know that our families need us. We know that we have to go be a spouse. We've got to go be a parent. We know that we have to go be a caretaker to our parents and to some of our aging and elderly loved ones anxiety. And this political climate, you want to talk about anxiety. We are living and teaching in a time where your vote is not just your right. A vote is seen as a personal attack that is launched and it will pit teacher against teacher, teachers against parents and communities, and even sometimes teachers against students. Now I'm actually recording this episode on Wednesday. Um, what is today y'all November the 4th and so right now at this moment the new president has not been declared and a winner has not been declared but I know that whenever that happens whether it is today um, going into tomorrow there will be some teachers who will be barely no matter how this ends up there is going to be some teachers who are barely holding themselves together for whatever reason and that's their business but It is anxiety and no one acknowledges the strain that politics puts on teachers. And because our classrooms are dumping grounds, our classrooms are dumping grounds for what our students hear at home, for what they hear in schools and with other students, what they hear on social media, what their friends are telling them. And then the mess is ours to sort out. So 
And while we're trying to sort out the mess, we got to keep ourselves in check. We got to make sure that we are professional. And not only do we have to teach standards, we also have to educate students. And sometimes we got to educate parents and even educate some of our coworkers. Y'all, anxiety. And let's talk about students. Yes, we're going to go there because we got to talk about students. And we got and we got to talk about the part our students play in teacher anxiety. I know that students are supposed to be the jewels of the teacher crowns. I know that. And 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 some of them are. But let's just tell it like it is because these kids are different. And we are dealing with some, of course not all, but some of the most apathetic, unmotivated unappreciative, disrespectful, and entitled children ever. Now, here's the deal. As teachers, we can only control the small eight hours of time that we have in that classroom with our students. So we have to depend and we have to rely on parents to do their part for the other amount of time. But the problem we're seeing here is the behaviors that we're talking to parents about and the behaviors that we're trying our best to work through and we're trying our best to stop. These behaviors are tolerated at home sometimes even encouraged. They're upheld in these behaviors. These behaviors are ignored. And sometimes y'all, parents just don't know. They don't have a clue how to deal with these things. But these test scores are on us. That is anxiety. And if all that wasn't enough, and if I missed something, let me just do a catch-all here. We have so much personal anxiety that we are dealing with outside of school. Many teachers are dealing with their health and dealing with health issues. Many of us have aging parents and we're trying to care for them. Of course, we're dealing with our own personal children and their struggles and their needs. We are having to deal with the relationships in our lives and many of the relationships are suffering. Y'all, there are teachers whose marriages are failing right now and they have no one to talk to at home. Some teachers have no friends to get support from. Many teachers are unfulfilled at home. They're unfulfilled in their jobs and they feel trapped. Anxiety. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I went all the way there and I want to tell it like it is because teachers are suffering from so much anxiety. The list that I gave on this show is probably just scratching the surface for many of you. And you deal with so much more anxiety than we could ever list out in one show. But here's what I want you to do. I want us to talk about the ABCs of anxiety. And I'm talking to you as I talk to you. I'm also talking to myself. I'm not talking to you as someone who has mastered this. I am talking to all of us and I'm talking to me as well. So I want to talk about some ABCs of anxiety. The A is going to have a couple of meanings here. First of all, we have to acknowledge, acknowledge that we are dealing with anxiety and we need to get real and we need to get real about the fact that anxiety is real harmful. It is real unhealthy and teachers, it is real dangerous to be crushed under the weight of so much anxiety each and every single day. The A also stands for advocate. Now, here's the thing, y'all. We will advocate for our personal children. We will advocate for our students like nobody's business. But when it comes time to advocate for ourselves, 
boy, do we fall short. And we need to keep that same energy. Keep the same energy that you use when you are advocating for kids, advocating for your own kids. And we need to advocate for ourselves. We need to ask ourselves, what do I need? And I don't mean, what do I need to make me a better teacher? No, no, no. I don't mean, what do I need so that I can just survive another day? No. What do I need so that I can be the best possible version of myself? Now, when I'm the best version of myself, of course, that will trickle down to my family and to my students eventually, but I need to be the best that I can be for myself and I need to do whatever it is that I need to do. I can't tell you how to advocate for your well-being. I can't tell you how to advocate for your mental health. I can't tell you how to advocate for your peace of mind. But I'm telling you, it is something that needs to be a priority. Advocate for yourself. Now let's move on to the B. We are going through the ABCs of overcoming teacher anxiety. Here's the B. Burn bridges. I know that you were taught and told to never burn a bridge, but I'm telling you, we are going to have to burn bridges if we are going to overcome this anxiety. And the bridges that I want you to burn are those bridges that allow you access and allow you to go back into anxiety and worry. After you've done the hard work to advocate for yourself, you've acknowledged that you got all this anxiety going on. You began to advocate for yourself. I want to let you know that there are going to be times and there are going to be situations where you feel called back into the land of anxiety, but I'm telling you, burn the bridge, do not go. Now, here are some of the bridges, and of course, this is not a total list, but here are some bridges that we need to burn. First of all, we need to burn the bridge of other people's expectations. There are so many teachers who are living under crushing anxiety right now because they are trying to live up to someone else's expectation, whether it be another teacher, whether it be an administrator, whether it be a college professor, but they are trying so hard to live up to that person's expectations that they are living crushed under the weight of anxiety. Burn that bridge. Another bridge that needs to be burned is the bridge of wanting approval. Y'all, there are so many teachers who are doing the things that they're doing, not because they feel their best practices, but because they just want the approval of their teammates. They want the approval of parents. They want the approval of administration. Now, let me stick a pen right here and say to you, if you know without a shadow of a doubt that what you're doing in that classroom each and every single day is your best, then you need no one else's approval. If you know what you're doing every day is good for kids and you're doing the job that they pay you to do and you're doing the job with your own personality and your own flair, you don't need anybody else's approval. Burn that bridge. Some of us need to burn the bridge of pride. Ooh, uh-huh. Yep. In your business. Some of us are doing things as teachers and we are feeling the anxiety and we're feeling so much of the anguish because we are acting out of pride. And the things that we are doing is because we're trying to be better than this teacher. I'm trying to show up this person or I'm trying to show that I'm the best and I'm this and I'm that. Burn that bridge because all it's going to do is take you back into the land of anxiety. 
Again, this isn't a complete list of all of the bridges that we as teachers need to burn so that we can be free of anxiety, but this list will definitely get us started. The last bridge that needs to be torched and burned to the ground is the bridge of comparison. Many of you have heard the saying that comparison is the thief of joy, and that is so true. Many of us are in anxiety-riddled classrooms right now with no teacher joy because we keep comparing comparing our classrooms to other classrooms. We compare our classroom decor. We compare our teaching styles to other other teachers. We compare our students to students in another classroom. And we got to stop it. We have got to stop it and burn that bridge to the ground. Now, let me offer you some advice about burning bridges. There are going to be a few of these bridges that you are going to be able to burn all by yourself because you are a teacher and you are going to be able to take that match and light that thing on fire all by your amazing self. Now, there may be some that you have to burn in therapy. And teachers, that is not a dirty word. If you need help, you need to go seek out the help that you need in therapy. Remember now, we're advocating for ourselves. But this was my favorite. There are some bridges, y'all, that are going to have to be flamed as a group project. Yes, we need to get our teacher brothers and our teacher sisters together. And there is so much strength in numbers. And we need to get together and burn some of these bridges together. So however you have to burn your bridges, do it so that you can be free of the land of anxiety and you never have to return. Just remember to be prayerful about it all. The C simply stands for change. And when I say change, I mean to change the thing you know you were meant to change And that is why you became a teacher. You sat in a class when you were preparing to become a teacher and learning all the things that you were learning. And you were so excited. And you said, this is what I want to do because I want to blank. Whatever that blank is, you need to find it. You need to remember it. You need to pick it back up and you need to rally for it. And the change that you want it to affect as a student of education needs to become your mission again. Many of us are feeling anxiety because we know that we are not living out our true purpose and our true mission as teachers. And it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how long you've been teaching. It does not it does not matter what kind of teacher you have been up until now. You need to change and you need to pick it back up and live out the dream that you wanted when you first became a teacher. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I know it was different and I thank you so much for listening with an open heart and I hope it brought you some comfort. I hope that you were able to see that teacher anxiety is something we are all dealing with and we're all working through, but it is something that we can overcome and we will because I know just like me, you want to be the best teacher that you can be. If you'd like to follow me, I am on Facebook at Rashada Writes. I'm also 
on Instagram and the Twitter at Rashada C. Wood. You can also head over to my website, www.rashadawood.com. And if you are over by Amazon, you can search me up and you can grab a copy of my newest book called Prayer Plans, which is a prayer journal for teachers. Until next time, class dismissed.